0: Hello, my name is Dr. Alex Cahill. I'm a lecturer in theater and performance at the University of Plymouth, and I run the directing and the drama and theater practice degrees at Plymouth Conservatoire. I'm going to talk to you today about this idea of everything has changed, nothing has changed, change is coming, specifically in regards to my work uh, with theater and the community and well-being and compassion So I run a theater company called Compassionate Arts. uh, And this theater company is based in Plymouth and we work with St. Luke's Hospice uh, in Plymouth and the surrounding areas to deliver what's called compassionate friends training to both businesses and schools in the area. And what we do is we use a style called form theater. And my actors uh, prepare short performances, about five or ten minute long performances. And then they present these performances uh, based on kind of negative situations that either have happened or could happen in the setting that we're in. So either in the school or in the workplace. Uh, so, for example, in schools, um we would focus on the idea of bullying around bereavement. And what that means is that um, sometimes when a student is going through bereavement, uh, their peers don't know how to respond, how to interact with them. Um, and so sometimes this results in bullying. Sometimes this results in just isolating uh, the individual because they don't know what to say. Um, and it happens in the workplace as well, both with peers, but also, um, you know, in terms of compassionate leave you know no one really knows how long you're supposed to give her compassionate leave if it's not a parent or they don't know what to do if you need to take some time for an aunt or something that has passed away so what we do is we go in and we do our short scenes in the setting um, and then the audience gets a chance to uh, brainstorm with each other and think about how they could possibly make the scene more compassionate and then we go on and we uh, do the scene again. And this time the audience members are asked to stop the scene when they find that there is something that can change to make it more compassionate. And they um, they, they either can come up on stage and take part in that, or they can um, at, offer that to the actors. And then the actors will change the scene, and then hopefully that will make it more compassionate. Uh, these Discussions then um, and these scenes usually lead to a forum at the end um, and from this forum we, we try to collaborate with the business or the school as to how the setting could be more compassionate for people experiencing bereavement. So it's really interesting and really important work <clears throat> and it is something that is necessary um, in any day but especially right now around the impact of covid Um as we know, COVID-19 has hit our country uh, quite hard. Um, and as a result of that, we've gone into social social isolation. Now, social social isolation is something that bereaved people aren't necessarily, um, you know, it's something that they would have experienced. Um, like I was saying before, like their peers or their work don't know how to respond uh, to this interaction. So they... Um, they kind of leave the bereaved person on their own. So in that regards, um, COVID-19 and social social isolation isn't something that is um, new to bereaved persons. Um, but what we need to recognize is that any person who's going through bereavement, that isolation is something that is difficult to go through. It's something that maybe is unwanted. Um, and, you know, maybe something that wasn't asked for Now, In these times, kind of the flip has happened in the sense that we are forced to socially isolate. Now, as we're going back into the community, we have to remember that even though sometimes people might think, oh, we're kind of going back to a sense of normalcy, um, there are going to be people who this time has very much negatively impacted. Whether they've lost a loved one or they've lost a friend Um, Or just the idea of social isolation was something that was actually very difficult for them to deal with. What I'm hoping is, is that once we've now come back out of social isolation in hopes that we don't have to go back into social isolation, that people will be more understanding of those who um, have been forced to isolate in the past because people don't know how to interact with them after a bereavement. When we experience bereavement and loss, it's something that no one can really say no one can say the right thing, right? No one could do the right thing, but there's still you still must try, right? You must try to be compassionate. And in that sense, right, nothing has really changed. There's no there's no need to not be compassionate in these in these moments. So in that sense, nothing has changed. Now change is coming is something that I think is really, really important because like I was saying we've all come out of social social isolation recently and you know people might have experienced loss but in a forced isolation which means you know they, they weren't allowed to not only see the person that they've lost but they also weren't allowed to then see their friends or their family to grieve with them during that time. I know, um, some funerals that took place that also hadn't, there was nobody in attendance and that wasn't because that person didn't have anybody to attend, but because they weren't allowed to. And so we, what we have to understand and recognize is that bereavement is going to be hitting a lot more people than what we originally, you know, had the numbers for, um, because as we know, uh, child bereavement network, um, and St. Luke's Hospice always publish the perceived numbers of a year so that we kind of know what we're we're heading in towards um, for the perceived death rate of that year. Now, obviously the perceived death rate this year is going to be a lot higher because of a circumstance that we didn't anticipate, but it's still really important to treat people the same way, even if we can't see them in person or physically hug them We need to, or smile, right? Because we were wearing masks. So, even if we can't do the things that we normally would—touch them on the shoulder, give them a hug, smile at them, let them know that we're thinking about them—the let them know that we're thinking about them is something that you can do. You can text them. You can offer to take them out for tea at a socially distance, you know, uh, location. You can go for a walk outside at a socially distanced location. So just remembering that there's there's going to be people that are a lot more affected. Um, One more thing that I wanted to to talk about was this idea of the arts and where the arts are at the moment. Um, As we know, um, lots of artists have been struggling during this time. Theaters have been closed for months now and there's really no kind of concrete plan forward as to how theaters are going to survive this time so there will definitely be a change coming to the theater world um that i don't know if anybody can really anticipate at the moment and i i mean i don't know what that is either but i think it is safe to say that this change um is something that's going to be mirrored in society whether we want it to or not um COVID may be around for a bit longer than we all hoped for. Um, and, you know, there might be something else that's coming um, up after. I mean, 2020 has thrown quite a bit of curveballs ball- curve to people. So, um, you know, even if COVID isn't the end-all be-all of what's happening in 2020, even if there's something even bigger coming, what doesn't have to change and what shouldn't change is people's compassionate response to others. We are living in unprecedented times. We are not entirely sure what tomorrow is going to hold, and perhaps now more than ever, we're all being very much made aware of our mortality. So, have a bit of compassion towards others. Have a bit of grace when you talk to people. Don't, um, you know, may- maybe was there was there actions that were being done before that, in reflection possibly weren't the best way to interact with somebody um, especially going through a difficult time like loss and bereavement um, but even just people coming out of isolation how can we how can we treat others in our local community and in the social you know the, the social social media community because that has definitely taken over as we know and online bullying has become huge in schools and in workplaces so how can we Interact with one another in this new society that we find ourselves in currently? How can we better what we had been doing before to make sure that we're inclusive, to make sure that we are understanding, to make sure that we're showing compassion to others? In my opinion, I actually hope that there's a small change coming in our community, something that allows us to be more compassionate to those that are different from us to those that are struggling because of something that uh, of a situation that we don't understand. I really hope that in the future, in the immediate future, we can all kind of take an assessment of where we stand with our community, where we stand with ourselves, um, and not only show our community a bit more grace, but have a bit of compassion for ourselves as well. Thank you.